Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Yo, I'm back. Yes, you are, sir. <laughs> After it feels like you haven't been on the show in a while. I don't know why. I know, and it's only been, it hasn't been that long. It was been a couple weeks. Um, it's only been one one episode, te- technically. Yeah, technically, because we did an anthology so, obscura in between right. the Friday the Thirteenth episode and this one that we're gonna do that we're doing right now. Yeah. So, so just you know, just for FYI, I am uh, currently undergoing soon to be big life changes and uh the reason why i've been not i want to say absent but just a little more low-key with the show is that i am relocating to pennsylvania very very soon and um two job opportunities popped up out of nowhere and got an offer from one i denied it and i didn't get an offer from another but that's that goes the game i have not interviewed for a job in years because i am still uh, employed. <laughs> so, uh, this is a very new world for me, but, um, I, uh, know not to leave without a good situation. So that's been, what's been, and it's actually pretty exciting. And plus I very much looking forward to moving in and living with my beautiful love, Sheila. So shout outs <laughs> to Sheila. I just wanted you're to gonna, say that. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be a, a, a Pennsylvanian. Uh, what, Pennsylvanian. Yeah. I'm Pennsylvanian, excited. Right? I'm excited. So damn from New York to Pennsylvania, not that yep. far. No, Still it's only close. on a two on a hours, good right? good day. It's about a two hour and fifty minute drive, two hour forty minute drive. On a bad day, it could be four hours. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you take the I, good with the bad. Yeah, I've done the drive to where you're going to be, the vicinity yeah. of where you're going to be going. So uh, I know it's not too far. So, but spe- speaking of which, with with all that, all your this new stuff you have yeah, going I had on, to just you have to you know <laughs> just inform the people. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about some more fun Halloween facts. Now, we've joked about it on the on the show before. We you know we have the the memory of goldfish, so this was a oh, bit yeah. of a challenge. We <laughs> oh yeah, we were going back and forth trying to figure out which facts we covered last time we did this, and you've reminded me that the last time we did this was the one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Of the podcast, so that was like almost a year and a half ago. So it's completely fair that we didn't remember what facts. Yeah, I didn't remember. We covered, and, and, and it's funny because the one fact that I made, like, I took about twenty minutes to do an in-depth deep dive on <laughs> and write out really nicely. You're like, we did it already, and I'm like, you motherfucker. And well, well, we did it, but. You you were adding what we right. had already talked about to an, uh, a fact you thought was cool right. that we're still going to talk about. We're actually going to exactly. open up the the facts with that one. Um, but I just think it's fun, you know, to kind of like for me, a lot of the more generic facts I try to avoid because I feel like they're not conversation starters. And I know you agree with me because that mm-hmm. was like when we were having this conversation to cover this topic again, you were like. You know, oh, I, don't I was so pick, annoyed. Yeah, yeah. You were like, I don't want to pick generic shit. Like, oh, where did whatever pumpkins come from? Even though, because, <laughs> dude, we've covered that shit before. In all honesty, so yeah. even for me, like when it came to what I was choosing, I'm trying to go in a direction where it's like stuff I didn't even know. You know, I'm, like that to me, and stuff I know you didn't know. You know what I mean? So a bit obscure in, in the sense of. Of facts we're going to talk about. But nonetheless, 
Uh, Dave, we're gonna we're gonna start with you actually because okay, you're, since your first fact was about you know what fifty percent talked about, I guess right fifty or twenty five. What would you call it? You know what? Just take it away and hit us with the first yeah. fun Halloween fact you got for us here. All right, so here we are with Stingy Jack and the birth of the jack o' lantern slash Irish potato famine. We are all very familiar with pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns, but to my surprise, I came across the origin of why we even practice this ceremony. And again, we told this two years ago, and this was yes. new to me when I was reading this. So I was like, oh, very great. You were on great. the show. I was like, this is <laughs> great. Forgot. And I totally forgot. <laughs> Brought to America by Irish immigrants, the jack-o'-lantern originated in Ireland with turnips and potatoes serving as prototypes to what we all adore now. Welcome the story of Stingy Jack. A tale of a man who made several deals with the devil and ultimately was not let into neither heaven or hell, but was set to roam the night eternally with a piece of coal placed in a turnip. The Irish would soon refer to the apparition as Jack of the Lantern, then eventually Jack-o'-lantern. In Ireland and Scotland, people would create their own versions of Jack's lanterns by carving spooky faces into turnips and potatoes. They would place them in their windows, doors, and roads to scare away Stingy Jack and other roaming spirits. As stated above, once this tradition was brought to the States, people soon found that pumpkins, native to the United States of America, would make the perfect jack-o'-lantern. More importantly... Although small slivers of America celebrated a mild form of Halloween, raising mischief, telling ghost stories, and celebrating autumn, a lot of the Irish immigrated to the United States due to the potato famine that started in 1845. More than 1.5 million to be precise. With them, they brought their close-held Halloween traditions. The soon-to-be-celebrated holiday spread quickly nationwide. So... What I find very interesting about all this, because I honestly completely forgot about the potato famine, and what I find interesting about all of it is that if there wasn't, and I hate to say this, like that tragic, you know, yeah. occurrence is probably the reason why we have this holiday. Yeah. More than likely, that de- no French fries, that depressing potato famine, if you think about it. That's, yeah. That's horrible. I don't even know if French fries were around back then. Probably not. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, um, I don't know. That's a good maybe. question. That is a good question. Maybe we should answer that in the future. Yeah. Um, see, so so when I talked about Stingy Jack, it was during our first iconic Jack-O-Lanterns episode. Right. Because I believe I, I opened the show how. giving I, I believe I opened the show uh giving a description of the of the legend of Stingy Jack and why we celebrate uh you know Halloween with a jack-o'-lantern. And the, and I think I mentioned the turnips as well, like carving the turnip into a jack-o'-lantern and all that. But I do find that interesting that the potato famine is kind of like the true origins of Halloween right. and why that exactly. happened. So that is super depressing. Also I didn't realize how vital potatoes were to someone's diet, like, I guess, during that time. The fact that a famine, a potato famine, affected yeah, people that a, much. it's a big part of, like, meal, uh, especially over there, it's a big part of meals. And, um, I mean, yeah, any, you're any, right. you know, like, when you go to, like, I've been to, like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I've gone to, like, breakfast spots and stuff, and, like, you can get, like, an Irish breakfast, and there's a lot of potatoes involved. And there's, like, baked blood, potato or blood something, Blood sausage right? and all oh, this no. stuff. So it's, uh, <laughs> I know it's not, a, I know it's not on your menu, but I've seen it before. 
But that blood sla- do you like blood sausage? I've Are never had it. I've never had it. I don't. I, I, I feel think... like you'd experiment with the blood sausage. Uh, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> no? not gonna lie. The only sausage, like sausages, breakfast sausages, I fuck with are like sausage patties. Links, uh, I prefer the patties. Damn. Okay. All right. All right, boy. A little, a little sausage right, patty. Boy. What not, up, boy? Not the sauce. Not the sausage link. You're not about those links. No, <laughs> they're okay. But yeah, that was. I figured we'd open with that one because yeah. we kind of talked about Stingy Jack. But the fact about the potato famine is really interesting. And you're right, really depressing and sad that that's kind of why this whole thing happened. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I want. Did you? Um. Why were the potatoes like not I, around? You didn't I find didn't, that. I right. did not look into that. I wasn't. One I wasn't piece a, of this fact. <laughs> I wasn't ready to do a history lesson here, but um. To be continued, maybe in the future we'll revisit why the potatoes. Because this is stuff you learn in school, and like I remember learn, like I remember yeah, yeah. knowing we learned about this, but I don't remember anything about this. Yeah, so I mean, shame no, I get on me, that. I guess. But but again, the fact that it ties to Halloween is crazy. Like how that specific thing ties to the holiday yeah. and kind of the creation of it is is wild. Yeah, it's definitely wild. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! So, my first fact, my first fun, fun fact about Halloween, I don't know how fun this fact is, but... Okay. (laughs) My first fact is, don't dress as a priest for Halloween (laughs) in Alabama. Now, I want to warn our listeners, for any people from Alabama... And I'm not throwing shade at you guys. If you're listening to this show and you're from Alabama, don't take this personal because that's not what I'm kind of doing here. But I did find this very interesting. So this is the fact. It's basically illegal to dress uh, as a minister of any religion in the state of Alabama if you are not an ordained whatever. Priest, nun, rabbi, Etc. Now, shout out to Rabbi. Shout out to our friend Rabbi. That's a nickname, by the way. He is not <laughs> Jewish. Um, <laughs> you will be. You, you'll be fined five hundred dollars, and there's a potential to be held in a county jail for a year. Crazy. I would. You know, I would love to experiment and see how this law is enforced. Like, to see if, like, a police officer would really do, like, really arrest someone for dressing up as a nun or a priest. Here, here's the funny thing about this law, about this anti-Halloween priest costume law. It was passed in 1965, but since it was made a law, no one's ever been convicted. I, that's, that's wild. <laughs> that's I what I found on the internet. I've ever seen anyone dress up as a nun or... A priest on I Halloween. have. I never have. I've seen nuns, priests, people dress up as Jesus. Now, I'm curious. Is dressing up as Jesus, does that count as, I guess you're allowed to dress up as Jesus, but you can't dress up as a minister? Which to me is I odd. Know. Is that I a loophole know. on this law? <laughs> like, is it's that, you know? Well, listen, I could say this. I did, however, uh, two summers ago. See a nun, a real nun, getting yeah. trying on shoes in a shoe store. It was really a very interesting, very sure. interesting image. 
I hope you took um, pictures of that. I would I be surprised did, if I you do did. Have, okay. I do have a picture of it. Um, um, and she was sitting in a chair getting fitted by some lady. And <laughs> it's amazing. really funny. It's, it's amazing. You saying that you've never seen someone dressed as a priest brought back a memory. I dressed as a priest a couple of Halloweens ago. You were probably this like a satanic like, priest. You were probably it was priest. No. So my an, ex, an ex-girlfriend of mine, she was Reagan from The Exorcist. Okay. So I dressed up as a priest because, the you know, couple's costume situation. Okay. So there you go. I was a priest, I guess, that year. But I was like, I had like fake vomit and shit. But that's more of like me. I, uh, technically, I was a priest. So if I walked into Alabama, just went, went into that straight, I could have been fined $500 or even done jail time. But no Father, one's been convicted. Father no Lou. Been, fa- Father, Father Lou, that's me. I still have the costume, funny enough. I actually, I wore it last year because I, I was wearing like a ghost face mask and I didn't have mm-hmm. the costume. So I wore my like priest costume underneath like a hoodie or something and had it inside out. So I still own the costume. It's amazing. So I, com- I completely forgot I dressed up as a priest like 10 years ago until right now. So there you go. I was a, I was is. a priest. Uh, real quick, um, I, I pulled the actual information from this website called stupidlaws.com. And I thought okay. that was just a hilarious, I thought that was just a hilarious name for a website. And hey, they have literally so. the entire, they have the, like, the, literally the entire law verbatim in words where you could read it and see, you know, it gives you all the details and yada yada. But yeah, you'll be imprisoned if you awesome. dress as a priest in Alabama. Little fact there. So, avoid that, guys. Halloween just around the corner and it has become one of the biggest holidays when it comes to sales. The National Retail Federation says people are spending an estimated 8.8 billion dollars on Halloween related purchases this year. That makes it second only to Christmas. Local businesses cashing in. I have a twofer here. They're quick ones. And there, there's one part of this fact that I just find very interesting. Halloween is the second most profitable commercial holiday in the United States, right under Christmas. One-fourth of candy purchased annually in the United States is from Halloween. With other costs factored in, like decorations and costumes, it's estimated as of 2018, I believe it was 2018 or 2019, Americans spent about $9 million total on Halloween. That Damn. makes me very happy, by the way, to, to, yeah. to read that, you know, it's just to know that people, because we've mentioned this before. I think there was a dip in Halloween spirit for a while where for sure it wasn't as big as it is now. And I feel like even like as a pandemic is, you know, still going on, even in the, the birth of it, Halloween went hard. Yeah, it did for sure. <laughs> There was a lot you know? of shit going on, even 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 throughout the pandemic. There were still exactly. haunted houses, as crazy as that. One hundred percent. We went to some, so that's kind of crazy if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, and th- this I don't know how true this is, but it's said that men spend more money on Halloween than women. But again, I don't I don't know how yeah. valid of a fact that is. But that's weird. I do I do like that it is the second most. Uh, profitable holiday underneath. Yeah, Christmas. if you if you think about it, what's the other holiday that a lot of people go crazy? With? I mean, like Valentine's all... Day, Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm surprised Valentine's Day that, isn't. That's the why second I'm saying because of dinners and things like that. But if you think about it, Halloween parties, costumes, decorations—that shit all costs money. So 
I guess maybe that's why that all that all factors into how much and, money the holiday makes, let alone candy, you know? So Right. And also if you think about it, you know that a lot of people once October hits, Halloween is thirty one days. So Yeah, for sure. You know, it's yeah, you know, so people are, you know, celebrating it any and all ways all throughout those thirty one yeah. days. Dude, there's events, there's there's you know, if you really think exactly. about it, we break if we break this all down, you've got candy. You've got costumes, right? That's two two major things. Jack-o'-lanterns, pumpkins, which obviously everyone buys one, carves them. That costs money. You know, Halloween parties. People buy shit for Halloween parties. That costs money. So if you think about it, haunted houses, that's a big part of Halloween. So, like, if you think about all those things, the amount of money they generate, it makes sense. When you think of Christmas, it's really the gifts that's probably <laughs> that's right. honestly what people are spending the most money on. It's buying a, a gift for their mom, for their husband, for their wife, for their kids, for the grandma, for the this, for the aunt, for the. So that's really where that all comes from. I'm pretty sure, which is why it's number one because people are buying people fucking cars and stuff like that as Christmas gifts. Now, right. to go back to like the men thing, that was interesting. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. That men spend more. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I'd have to look into women? it more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I've never heard that before. That was new to me. I was like, I, I don't know. I feel like what what if you had to think off the top of your head, what is it that men are spending more on? That's what I'm confused about. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to think and off I, the top of my head. Like what as as a man. What am I, especially me, I love Halloween, you love Halloween, we're both men. What do we spend, what do we spend more money on than, than women do? <laughs> Weird. And, I mean, but, honestly, right. your fiance loves Halloween. My girlfriend loves Halloween. I know, yeah. you know, I know gender neutral people who love Halloween. So I feel like that's probably not a fair it might statistic. not be accurate. It, and it's probably yeah. an old statistic, but I just thought yeah. it was, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah. Weird. Really yeah. weird. And then, yep. We have to look into that one. <laughs> yeah. And now my part two of, I mean, technically this is a third fact, but still. Um, Whatever. <laughs> owls. Owls being creatures associated with Halloween, for sure. Uh, being that they were active at night in medieval times, they were often associated with witches, also iconic Halloween figures. A single hoot from an owl was feared and brought worry that death or danger was nigh. If you watch Twin Peaks, a good adjacent example of this is its use of owls and the red room yeah. and being they are not what they seem. So yeah. I just like how like this whole myth of owls being because they, they are like, you know, they're they're creatures of the night, if you will. And they like this has. So if you think about it, this has literally stretched from medieval times even up until now. Yeah, dude, it's it's kind of crazy because not that I'm a fan of like. Harry Potter, but I know owls are like an important part of that franchise. See, I totally like, forgot like about that. Witches and wizards and all that. So that makes sense. If you think about it, they added like the owls to that. And 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 owls are pretty majestic. Have you ever seen an owl in person? I have a no, funny story. I want to. Please oh, tell dude. me. I went so I went hiking with our buddy rabbi. Speaking of, of him, okay. we just mentioned him. <laughs> People are like, why is that his Yo, nickname? This, this is the rabbi I'm special leave, today. I'm going to leave that that his nickname, why that's his nickname, a mystery for now. That's, I, um, like I know why it is, but maybe I don't. I don't, I don't even know why it is. <laughs> one day I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. But yeah, one we, were, we went hiking randomly. This was a few years ago. 
And obviously, you don't want to go hiking at night. It's fucking dark and you can't see shit. Yep. So it was probably like two or three in the afternoon. It was just him and I. You know, he, he's smoking a doobie. He's by himself. He smokes his little herbs. And we're sitting there and there's something in the tree. And it was a fucking owl. And it's like three in the afternoon. So it was so weird. It's huge white owl. It didn't even look real. We were like, I was like, dude, is that an owl? And it was an owl. And it turned its head. I thought it was going to fly away. It just opened its wings and then closed them and then turned its head and went back to sleep. I'm assuming it because they, they're nocturnal. So I'm, I'm guessing it was just in the tree sleeping. You Probably. know, and then it was honestly it was a beautiful looking bird. Yeah, like, they're, they're so they're, they are beautiful. odd looking, beautiful, but odd looking and creepy. And I was like, I've never seen like. At the zoo, I think I've maybe seen an owl, but in like in the wild, it was a sight to see. It was it was pretty I believe amazing. It. <laughs> so and then him, you know, he was smoking his uh, chiba chiba, and he was like, <laughs> "Whoa, oh shit, dude!" Like <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." So it was, I was like, "Damn, it's incredible." If I was if I was high or something like that, I would have been like, "Whoa," I would have thought it was real. But I don't smoke the chiba chiba, so I saw it and I was like, "Oh wow, the, Rabbi, that bird is that, that owl's actually in that tree." So yeah, it was That's it was amazing. a cool. There's a fun little side story about me seeing an owl in the wild and being kind of freaked out. I didn't even know how to react to it, so it was just cool. I know I would I would I would definitely be like a little kid and be like yo that's that's literally what yeah, I was like I believe it and then and then my my uh my me pretending to be him earlier that was how he was he was completely a, whoa <laughs> all right man. Like, that was basically it so that's my owl story okay I like it in Hong Kong business is brisk in the lead up to the Hungry Ghost Festival the equivalent to Halloween where spirits return from the underworld during the seventh month of the lunar calendar. Locals have flocked to Chen Tsing Hong in Chiangwan district for the past 45 years. The trusted source for afterlife products when they want the best for their deceased. So my second fact about Halloween or Halloween adjacent, I would call this one. It's a little, this one's a little longer. This is probably my longest fact to explain. Okay. Um, because I didn't know this was a thing. I might have heard of it here and there. Maybe people mentioned it to me before, but I never like looked into it and researched it. And when you know looking up some facts I thought were interesting, this one stood out to me. And that is Hong Kong's Hungry Ghost Festival. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. It's called Chinese Halloween, which I, I, I wouldn't call it that. That's like what I see online. But not there isn't much about this festival or this celebration, if you want to call it that, because it's not really a celebration. Um, doesn't really scream Halloween to me, but there are aspects of it that are reminiscent, I guess, of Halloween or Day of the Dead, which is what like Mexico celebrates sure. in a way. And there's a couple of I, – I feel several religions and cultures have – Something like this. So, to sum up this this festival, this month, it's it's a month-long holiday. The Hungry Ghost Festival, again, is a month-long Chinese holiday specific to the Buddhist religion. And it occurs during the seventh lunar month, which is basically August in their calendar. So, it's like that's that's when this this festival or this 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 month-long festival happens now the 15th of the month is the most important day 
and it's named Ghost Day. Obviously, I added none of the traditional Chinese words because I knew I wouldn't be able to pronounce them, but that's the name of it, the 15th of the month, Ghost Day. During during this month, um, it's believed that the gates of hell open up and ghosts are free to walk the earth. So that it's Wild. very similar to Halloween in that sense, yeah. because if you look at certain people like, oh, you know, the spirits are free. And, you know, you've heard like I forget which I don't know if it's a Celtic thing. Um, dressing up for how for Halloween is to blend in with ghosts right. or the dead. So it kind of uh, plays off of that. But there's no dressing up in in this festival. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, the 15th, again, is the is the most important day of the month. Ghost Day. Now. The hungry, the hungry ghost festival isn't considered a positive, happy, fun holiday. It's an unlucky month. Like they, they're so superstitious that this month is just not a lucky, a lucky day. They tell people not to get married this month, for people not to start new businesses, don't buy a new home because of how un, yeah, very, very superstitious, I guess, when it comes to this. Like, don't do anything, I guess, that will change your life because bad shit will happen. Right. Uh, basically, the reason why they're called Hungry Ghost is because it's believed that the ghost, that these ghosts are, are, are have no known dis, uh, descendants. <clears throat> or they died far away from their families. So they're kind of lost and there's no knowledge Ooh, of their existence. Okay. It's a pretty depressing when you think yeah. about it. So it's like, I guess if you think about it, like, I guess someone's like in the street, homeless or drug addict or something like that along those lines and they pass away, they have no family. And it's like, that's someone that would qualify as a, that's someone that would come back as a hungry ghost during this festival. And right. it's again, just super bleak. Like just the reason why they celebrate or believe um in this it's it's kind of crazy it, it's kind of this wild just this whole concept but i thought it was really interesting I, um, absolutely like i said before there's no costumes like halloween um they also believe that evil spirits roam the streets and people's homes and shit like mm. that and they take it really seriously it's like no joke like don't mess around be careful now this is what i thought was the really eerie part about the Hungry Ghost Festival or how they describe these hungry ghosts. This is what they're described like. They're, they're, they're described as having long, skinny necks because of the lack of food from their descendants. So I'm just picturing like giraffe looking ghosts, which to <laughs> me is fucking, I'm not even making fun of it. It's just, that just looks fucking freaky. Like that just sounds freaky. Like if you believe in ghosts, like, you think you see somebody with this long skinny neck because they're a malnutrition. Like there's no, they're a ghost that hasn't had any food. Right. Um, which I also think is interesting that they, they believe that they believe that ghosts like still eat, eat and yeah. still live their lives. You know, after, after the person dies, they, they still exist. And that's where this whole belief comes of, of the ghost kind of still, Still living like the rest of us, but right. their bodies, I guess, are lost. Oh, the way I took it reading about this this holiday or this month-long celebration, and I use air quotes for that, um, it's like just a lost soul. That's basically what, what it is. Like they almost don't know they're dead, so they're just kind of continuing life, you know, 
right. as if they were still alive. Um, now, I thought this was also really interesting, too. They believe that leaving food and clothing for them, you know, like they leave basically food out for them, clothing. They have this thing called hell mm. banknotes, which is fake money that they burn for these spirits, for these hungry ghosts. And they burn paper model houses, paper model cars. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. They do – Um, have you ever seen when they like burn those like little boat type things in water? Yep. Like that, that's, that's something that they do, you know, during this wow. month. Um, they burn incense because obviously that that represents luck. You've heard that before. I think most people mm-hmm. know that like burning incense is supposed to be a lucky um, thing. They leave out again drinks, even stuff like that. You know, at, on the fourteenth, whatever that that main date, fourteenth uh, of the month, the fourteenth or fifteenth of the month is the the day that they have to do all that. There's live performances, puppet shows, operas. There's even like strippers, striptease. For these ghosts in the street, wow. <laughs> like, you know, and and the last thing I'll add about this is uh, that the living these like shows, these these little events that they put together for the ghost. If you're living, you can attend, but you can't sit in the front row because those seats are reserved for the ghost. It, you know, so, what it's like it's what? almost like they're giving these spirits, ghosts, apparitions, specters, whatever you want to call it. A taste of what their life used to be like and that's what yeah. it seems like it's like it's like here like we're, we're trying to show our respect and we want you to relive your life you once had which is very interesting yeah like offerings basically like here you yeah. go here you know i guess feel alive again but again the thing i found most interesting was just the description of what these ghosts are like just people that don't have family members or don't have honestly i, I i'm sure you probably haven't seen it uh uh, I forget the name of it. Just slipped my mind. The Disney animated movie with the little ghost, and it's like spirits. It's like a Day of the Dead thing. It's in Mexico, but the the um, it'll come to me later on. Watch, but um, the go the spirit of one of their ancestors is lost, and because the family forgot about him, and then they remember him, you know, and then mm-hmm. he comes back to life, I guess, as a spirit or whatever. You know, I'm not I'm not articulating it the best way, um, but it's a really interesting kind of just thing. I didn't know about it. I didn't know it existed. Um, and I Googled it and I found a bunch of websites that explain, go way more in depth than I went. You know, I kind of gave the Cliff Notes version of it and kind of bounced all over the place because oh, I'm sure we, we'll lot. be here for, th- <laughs> we probably could have, I'll be honest, we could have probably done an entire episode on this, this Hungry it's Ghost Festival because it's just, there's a lot, um, into it. Uh, but there's one site I want to give a shout out because I, I got a lot of my information from them and that's the Halloween.fandom.com site. Um, they have like a whole page that, goes into more details there's a several several articles online about this festival and i just thought it was really interesting and i wanted to you know tell you about it and then tell our listeners about it because if you've never heard about this i think it's very interested in this yeah it's an interesting read and it just shows you how you know in china you know you know these are things that the buddhists believe and and they, they take it really seriously it's not a joke and it's funny because here in the u.s you know halloween to us is horror movies and spooky shit and candy and and pumpkins and if you go to another country their equivalent of that is not fun it's depressing so just culturally it shows you how different things could be in another country and you know we got it good here we got it good here we don't even i feel like halloween 
what it represents in reality we don't celebrate we celebrate the like american version of it and all the silly shit that comes along with it which i love don't get me wrong <clears throat> obviously we love I mean, it we're from that generation <laughs> clearly. obviously the whole our whole show is based about that that's where it was born from but i just thought like wow to think that in another country it's more of a depressing kind of unlucky sad it's it's almost like why even celebrate at all but they do celebrate it you know and yeah. it's 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 fucking wild because it's even, a respect yeah it's respect and even day of the dead you know to my knowledge is a little more upbeat it's like celebrating the dead and talking oh, to yeah. your family members and this that and the third again there's that disney movie i completely the title of it completely i don't know i know what you're talking like, about i don't know animation it's going to kill me. I'm going to come back uh, in the next episode and be like, oh, it was this hey, movie. That's okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, – I just thought it would be fun to talk about on the show. It was just really interesting. But again, I didn't, wasn't even aware of it. So now I am very fun little, interested in this. A fun little fact. And I recommend sure. everyone go out there and just Google the uh, Hungry Ghost Festival and, and read about I'm it. Going it's to. interesting stuff. Well, my next pick is the popularity of fire lightings on Devil's Night. We all know my favorite night is Devil's Night. Most of us are all aware of what is, in my opinion, the better holiday, quotations, (laughs) Devil's Night, and the mischief that comes with this title. Arson would soon become associated with the precursor to Halloween by a surge of fires that took place in Detroit in the 1980s. The Detroit Tigers won the World Series in October of 1984 and triggered over 297 Quotations, celebratory fires. The many fires of 1984 were considered to be worse than the fires and the riots of 1967. Soon after, the country, and especially Detroit, saw a rise in Devil's Night fires. In Detroit, they even renamed the precursor holiday Angel's Night to repel the mischief. If you ask me, this absolutely adds to the negative tone that is associated with Devil's Night. I was like... When I was looking up stuff and I was like, okay, there's a fucking Devil's Night fact here. And I was like, all right, I'm going to – there isn't a ton that I can really touch on because it's pretty basic. Yeah. But, I mean, it's funny that – I mean, when you think of Devil's Night, obviously you think of – for me, it's nothing but punk kids just doing fucking mischief all night long. Doing and, stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> and – like, kids in battle vests and leather jackets and just doing all wild shit. And, like, this really just adds more fire. No pun intended. Fire to that. Because, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. And, it, and it's That's interesting funny. because it's like a, like a fucking sports. Like, is, like, sports is fueling this. Yeah. People love their sports, man. It was a football I team, know. you said, right? No, I think it was, oh. uh, it was, uh, was it baseball. What did I say? Look, I look, I forgot what I even said already. <laughs> yeah, Detroit Tigers. Yeah, it's it's baseball. It's baseball. Close enough. Um, it's funny because when you're talking about fires, I'm thinking about like that the, the Misfits Halloween song, like bonfires burning bright. Mm-hmm. Like that's a thing associated fires and like bonfires and things like that are associated with Halloween. So it kind of makes sense if you think about it, especially on Devil's Night. Well, when I act you know, reckless. You know, you know what? So. You just said you just said something that I actually read about that I didn't bother to write down. But I think bonfires were actually called bone fires because they bone used to burn. Fires. They used Bones. to burn. Uh, I think like cow bones and stuff like that when they would have these big fires, and then ev- ev- it eventually became bonfires. This is in Europe. 
Um, so look, look, you're getting a little more of a little fast fact here. I did not do Urgisar, <laughs> but I remember reading about it. So the bone fires. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that back. Bring it back as a bone fire. Oh, jeez. Yeah, right. I, I don't think that'll fucking go well with people. <laughs> <laughs> We're delighted to have you all with us. Looking good. Let's turn back to the man who, uh... <laughs> The man who went with a craze for monsters long before... Come on now, come on now, boy. Got long claws there. Ladies and gentlemen, back for the second go-around and the one that was so popular not too long ago, a thing called the Monster Mash. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Mr. Bobby Pickett. So, my next and last fact, and I thought this would be a fun conversation starter, maybe a little even... Maybe even controversial. I don't, okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um... And I'll give you the basic, my basic logline for the fact. The logline is the Monster Mash was banned by the BBC in the UK. Now, I'm 99% sure anyone that listens to our show knows the fucking Monster Mash song. Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Written and performed by Bobby Boris Pinkett and the Crypt Kickers. It was released on August 25th, 1962. Which I found interesting. It wasn't even released in October, but I'll explain a little later why I, I think it became so popular and synonymous with Halloween. Now, Dave, do you like the Monster Mash as a song? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel <clears throat> like, <laughs> like I like it too. It's one of those songs. It's almost like a Christmas song. It's like uh, Jingle Bells. Like you hear it every October. At least three times, four or five times that month. Yeah. I think you hear it more than that. I think it's an anthem. It, it's a Halloween anthem. You literally hear it everywhere. And yeah, I think it's kind of like it's it's the meh Halloween song because especially us, we do our Halloween playlist every year. And we try to go a little more outlandish what we're choosing and just different shit. But I still think it's like most people's go-to Halloween song. It's like that, Thriller, and Ghostbusters. Those are the three fucking songs most people pick when it comes to like Halloween songs that you play like during Halloween time. I would even say the Halloween theme. Yes. You know, but even the Halloween theme, I think there's people that are scared of it, so they don't like to play it. So like the Monster Mash is a a little – it's better for kids and shit like that. It's a little more lighthearted. And and we have never – I think I've mentioned the Monster Mash and kind of thrown it under under the bus and called it, it generic. I like that's like ah oh, the Monster Mash is generic because it honestly, dude, it is. It's the most generic Fuck. Halloween song in existence. Like it's in every any Halloween movie TV show. There is an eighty five percent chance the Monster Mash is going to pop up in it. Chris and I just talked about Stranger Things in the the trick or, trick or treat freak episode, which by the um, way. I'm yes. happy I stopped listening to because I did not finish the last episode and Sheila oh, okay. <laughs> told me, do not listen to it because there are spoilers. And I said, thank you. Yes, we spoiled the entire new season because we <laughs> opened the show talking about the new season. Um, but yeah, like even in that, the Monster Mash pops up. And in most movies, the Monster Mash pops up. It is the most innocent commercial Halloween song to ever exist. I don't think there's anything that will ever live up to the Monster Mash being the the Halloween song. I don't think in our lifetime there'll ever be anything to kind of replace it. There just, just won't. It doesn't exist. Yeah, probably not. So I just wanted us to talk a little bit about the song itself before I go into some more of this fact. 
Um, because we, I don't think we, again, I don't think we've ever really kind of dove into the Monster Mash as a song. I don't, now, yeah, I don't think yeah, we have. I don't, we I haven't. Know we've told, I, I think we've, we've mentioned we've brushed it, upon but, it, but that's about it. Yeah, but you heard it here. We both enjoy the song. I, every time I hear it, it does bring a, a smile to my face. Like, I'm like, I oh, it's it. it's yeah. the Halloween song. I will say the Misfits cover of it, fucking terrible. Horrible. I didn't even Horrible. know there was one. So bad. It's like the shitty Misfits. It's not the good Misfits. Oh, okay. don't listen. Don't listen to that version. Listen to the original. That, that uh, version of the Misfits Bobby Pickett, doesn't exist Boris to Pickett. Me. Yeah, that's the shitty Misfits. No, no one wants those Misfits. Uh, you want the dancing era Misfits, the real Misfits. Mm-hmm. Listen to Halloween, the Misfits, the two Halloween songs. Those are much better songs than the Misfits cover of Monster Mash. But yes. yes Oh, real quick on my little Monster Mash fucking tirade here. Uh, You know why I think when I was doing some research here on this fact about it being banned, why it's so popular with Halloween? Because the song, for some reason, in the 60s, in 1962, was uh, it made it to the Billboard Hot 100 from October 20th to the 27th. So I'm pretty sure that what happened was, you know, because if you read about the Monster Mash and like Bobby uh, Boris Pickett, he basically made the song as a joke. Like he was on stage singing a different song and he started doing like a Boris Korloff parody voice. And someone was like, oh, that's really cool. And in the 60s, there was like the mashed potato song and shit like that. And he wanted to kind of mimic that song and make it spooky is as if like Boris Karloff was singing it like a horror version of that song because think about the 60s dude that was like the golden age of like those type of movies and you know and all that type of stuff boris carlos was still alive and still popular so it kind of makes sense it was like a spooky fun novelty song that's basically what he did i did read somewhere that he wrote it in an hour but i don't know how accurate that is Mm -hmm. if that's real that's amazing if you wrote that song in one hour wild i mean like songwriters and like pop artists like people that are specifically you know put into a studio to do that sort of thing can yeah. do, can can whip things yeah, out that wild. quickly. So so I, I, I believe that. Yeah. Again, I don't know how true that is, but I did read that once or twice while I was like kind of researching the Monster Mash. Uh but yeah, the the fact that it it made the Billboard charts in nineteen sixty two, the year it was released from October twentieth to the twenty seventh, like that goes to show you that people kind of just made it a Halloween song. It accidentally people heard it on the radio and it were like, sense. oh this is Perfect, because if you look at it, it was released in August, so it wasn't anywhere near Halloween, so it just kind of became the Halloween song, and that's that's pretty cool. Now, on to the main, main fact here about it being banned by the BBC uh, in the UK. So, <laughs> there's not a lot of information like, on why it was banned, but the BBC... They decided to ban ban the song, not bang the song, ban the song (laughs) (laughs) for being too morbid, which is weird. Like I don't even know the lyrics. It's not that morbid. It's it's like I was working on in the lab late one. It's so hokey and stupid. There's not. It's not like Cannibal Corpse lyrics. It's not like I come blood. Or like you know, like <laughs> like uh, like uh, 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 like butchered at birth. It's not shit like that. So I'm like, what's? It goes to show you that in 1962, people were very different. I guess even now people are a little you know softer. But I bet I guess in 19, 1962 it was a way more conservative 
time than it is now. You know what I mean? Um, but I just thought that was weird. It was too morbid. So they banned right. it. And it was banned for 11 years until 1973 for being too morbid. That's crazy. And here's another funny, a fun fact that's associated with this. As soon as they unbanned it, that ship became number three in the UK charts. They were and then number 10 <laughs> on the Billboard charts the same year. So it's like as soon as it was unbanned and as soon as they reversed, like, reversed the ban, that ship became a hit. Like, ten, almost a, like over a <laughs> decade later, which is crazy. Like, the fucking Monster Mash was, was oh. like, people were bumping it in the 70s. Dude. <laughs> Dude, what about, listen, this is a perfect, perfect example. What about Kate Bush running up the hill? Yeah. Look, we talked about a, that a little bit. Yeah. It's, this is, I think they, I think I read it today. This was the first time that song made the top 10 list or something like that. Since, the, yeah, because of the show. And, and it's kind of crazy because when you think about it, um, that's, that song's 40 years old. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> funny because I'm sitting there and I know that song is so popular. Like to yeah, me, it's I like know, everyone, yeah. yeah, it's a great, no, listen, it's a great song. It's a fucking phenomenal song. And I like Kate Bush and I like her music too, but it was just weird how, it took it took a TV show mm-hmm. set in the eighties. Dude, I might that's add. how this shit happens. It's wild. It's it, and and so much music has been on that on Stranger Things, but that I think it's the combination of that scene and the song just kind of made it this dude, big phenomenon. Placement, you know? dude. Placement is a thing, man. If you place the right song with the right moment, it it will take off. Yeah, yeah. And even yeah. with the Monster Mash, mm-hmm. look. Eleven years later, that shit was in the it was 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 on the charts, and it was banned because people were fucking fiending for that monster mash. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's one thing you learned on the Haunted Hangover podcast. Yo, fiending for that running, mash. Yo, they wanted that monster mash, and running up the hill, running up that hill, and the monster mash have that in common. Just they, the Kate Bush song wasn't banned, but you know it had a resurgence. So there you go. We, we tied it all back to our last episode, Dave. Yeah, we did. <laughs> there we go. You got a, you had a little input there on the uh, on the real, real quick before before we, we move forward. Did you did you finish that episode? The which one? The, the, the Dear Billy, the Stranger Things one with with the Kate Bush song. Yes, 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 yes. I did. Tell me that was not the best episode so far this season because I, I don't mean, know how far I've, you are. So the way the way I've been watching it and. <clears throat> I guess if you'd like me to give my thoughts on the show. As a whole, I've enjoyed the entire series. Yeah. I don't think it's incredible. Like, I know there's some people that think it's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I know Chris, I remember I did from the little bits I listened to of the episode, Chris Chris had said that he thinks it's the best Netflix show. I disagree. But um, I think as a whole, it's a fun series. And the one thing I think... What makes this show special above most things is that it has that adventurous, uh, that adventurous feel that movies don't really have today, like the Goonies, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, oh, what's that movie? What was it called? The Adventurer? What, what's the, the movie? Monster the Monster Squad. The Monster Squad. What's the movie when the kids go to space and they um, explorers? Explorers, like it. Yeah. It has that feel, like. Yeah. To a T. And that's yeah. been gone. I don't remember anything that's given me a feeling like that since those movies. 
and Super now, 8 was the last movie I could think and of. I've and I've never like, seen that. See, Super 8, I think, came out at the wrong time. If Super 8 would have come out now, it would have been a bigger hit and more people would have talked about it because it's basically the same thing. You've got to watch it. It's, it's a, it's a, I always say Super 8 is an underrated movie. I would love to and watch it. I feel like Stranger Things owes a little bit to that movie, but people I'm don't sure. say that. Because you got you got to watch Super Eight. It was it was it came so, out, I think two thousand and eight or something. I so. think I have the Blu-ray of it. I have to watch it. But but so it's wait. So real, so let me just get back to what I was saying. And by the way, um, I wasn't uh, putting Chris's uh, you know his opinion on the show down. <laughs> I'm I just putting did. his opinion down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, Chris. Um, uh, yeah, we do. I think I think overall, like it hasn't really missed. Like I know people were complaining about was it season three or was season two? I like all the seasons. I do too. Like uh, to me, yeah, like they're yeah. all fine. I do like mm. the horror leaning aspect so of this a little more. Um, but overall, I just think it's I think it's like one of those things where it's just it's good. It's it's a it's like a a fit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a continuous line of good. <laughs> like no, it doesn't, sure. you know, it doesn't dip down. It just stays cons- consistent. That's what I'm looking consistent. for. It's consistently good. So and, and, that's and, and to go and to go back to like what Chris said about it being like the best Netflix show. I think what he kind of said, and even I said it, if I remember correctly, I think it's the Netflix show. Not that it's the best. It's the uh, yeah, Netflix, yeah, it's, it's the yeah. show that like when that shows like when people think of Netflix, what do you think of? Stranger Things. Yeah, I like guess that's Stranger their, Things. Yeah, that's, a, that's their show. Like, if I had to, if I had to give a personal opinion on what what's a show I think is great on Netflix that might be a little better made, The Haunting on Hill House. I thought that was a great season of one show. Like, it's I didn't it's watch one. It. It's great, great, well made. Like, that's up there for me as one of you know. I never watched Ozark, so I don't know if I, I hear people say it's a really good, good show. Very good. So I'm sure if I watch when I do get to it, I'll probably be like, oh, Ozark's right up there. So for me, <laughs> you know? it's dark. The German series that oh, show okay. is amazing. I've that never I've heard amazing. about it. I've heard watch about it, it, but I've yet, I've yet it, to man. give it a watch. So it might it might sway me. That's our little uh, Netflix Netflix tangent corner, right? There, there. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit everybody with my final fact, and I think this is a good one to close out the show. And that is the death of Harry Houdini. After a show on October 24th, 1926, at the height of Houdini's fame, he was quickly rushed to the hospital with what appeared to be appendicitis. Earlier that same week, Houdini claimed to be able to resist blows to the stomach. A fan was said to have repeatedly punched Houdini in the stomach to test said claim. Many believe the punches are what causes appendix to rupture. One week later, on October 31st, Houdini died. Uncertainty still surrounds his death, but there are theories that spiritualists, a group of psychics that Houdini rallied against, had planned his demise by poisoning him. While on his deathbed, Houdini had promised his wife he would communicate with her from the afterlife. His wife would hold seances for the next ten years trying to reach him, but then would ultimately give up. Fans and fellow magicians keep the seance tradition going on October 31st, trying to channel the once living every Halloween night. I love that. That's like, cool. I, I never really, I've always found Houdini to be an interesting character. Like I, for me, magi- magicians in general are interesting, and I, it's, it's always, I, I want to do a project on magicians. Like I want to, I want to document magicians. But um, yeah. I didn't know that he died on Halloween. Yeah, and I mean that's such Crazy. like as terrible as this sounds. 
that's almost like a fitting death for him. Do you, it's know, a do you know what I'm move. saying? Like he just was like, yeah, I'm going to die on Halloween. I guess. Yeah, you're right. How old was he? You know? Do you have that or no? You don't have his uh, I don't his have his age. Uh, no, I, I did not I think he was fairly young. He was yeah, fairly well, young. Yeah, well, I didn't know I his grave right. is in Queens. Yeah, dude, he literally is no like, idea. I could, I, I, honestly, it'd be amazing if you and I can go and just take a we picture should do one, that. One, one day. We, we absolutely um, should do that. For Haunted Hangover and post it up. Um, yeah, dude, it's like, for me, it's probably like a 10 minute drive. Like, I've been to the, like, the cemetery he's buried in. And honestly, his grave is pretty cool looking. There's like a woman. You sent me a picture. Like it looks a, crazy. Yeah. There's like, a, it's huge. It says Houdini. And then there's a, a woman like crying or something, like leaning up against it. And you can like sit on it. It's pretty freaky looking, but it's 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 cool. Like it's just cool. And I think I've heard people go on Halloween and like candles and they try to like, you know, go there with Ouija boards and shit. Like that's what I've heard. I've never done it myself, obviously, but I've heard people have gone there. I have a friend of mine, he took his band pictures <laughs> next to the grave years ago. Like Amazing. the che- cheesy metal pictures with like leather jackets and like sunglasses glasses on at night, like standing there. With their arms crossed next to like Houdini's grave, it's hysterical. But he did it like thirty years ago. So there you go. Rest in peace, <laughs> Harry Houdini. On October the thirty-first, nineteen twenty-six, Halloween, Houdini died at the age of fifty-two. So those were more fun Halloween facts. Now, Dave, before we close out, a little birdie told me uh-huh. you have a new album. I do. It's been uh, a few years in the making. I didn't feel it was right to release music up until probably like the the end of last year. I was like, I got to put something out because it's been almost three years. So I have a new album out called In Fantasy Forever, and it features our friend Mike, a.k.a. Cruising, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Tom. Uh, my bud, J57, is on one song, which is a, a homage to DJ Screw. Um, and I guess if you're into vaporwave, synthwave, pop, shoegaze, that's kind of what this album is. It's a quick listen, and I'm pretty happy about it. I gotta say, it's my most well-received album, and I was a little surprised by it. So, I appreciate everyone that's listening, but yeah, it's on every streaming platform possible. It's on Bandcamp. I do intend to make cassettes. I'm working on that right now. And you can find everything that is in Fantasy Forever in my link tree that's on my Instagram profile, which is at Cody Culp, C-O-D-Y-C-V-L-P. And by the way, for all of our listeners, if you ever want a link to Haunted Hangover stuff, it is also in my link tree. So if you just hit that link tree, it, it takes you right to the Haunted Hangover podcast, uh, everything Haunted Hangover as well. So just uh, like to throw that out there because I think people may, may not realize that but it is in there as well so just wanted to throw that out there and uh thank everybody that's listened so far go check it out if you have not go give it a listen you have no excuse not to thank you it's everywhere so there you go and with that being said be sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at haunted hangover subscribe to our youtube channel check out our patreon page patreon.com backslash haunted hangover 31 And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Catch you guys later.